Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast, either as a book club discussion with a beloved YA author, or a look at excellent backlist titles for your TBR. I'm Kelly Jensen. On today's episode, I am bringing you four backlist titles from YA authors who have made names for themselves with other titles. These are authors you know from their most recent or award-winning books, and the titles today are ones that you should dig into their backlist and either read for the first time or rediscover. And I'm realizing, as I said, that there are four, there are actually five, so you get a bonus one as well. So before I dive into those authors and their backlist gems, a word from our sponsor. HeyYA Extra Credit is sponsored by TBR, tailored book recommendations, now available as a gift for the holiday season. Is your favorite book lover hard to shop for? Give the gift of TBR, Book Riot subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. Choose from plans that allow your loved one to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email as a one-time gift or year-long subscription. And sit back while our bibliologists do the rest. When your recipient redeems their gift, they'll complete a profile to tell TBR about their reading preferences and what they're looking for, and they can even connect their Goodreads account. Then we'll match them up with a bibliologist who will handpick recommendations just for them. Starting at $16, there's an option for every budget. TBR is produced in partnership with Print, a bookstore in Portland, Maine. So when you treat someone's shelf, you're supporting an indie too. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. That's mytbr.co slash gift. So the first author I wanted to highlight is Laura Ruby, and you probably know her from her award-winning book, Bone Gap, which took home the Prince Award and was honored by the National Book Award, the Locus Award, and many others. I've talked about how much I love her historical ghost story, 13 Doorways, Wolves Behind Them All, which came out last year, but she wrote a number of YA titles before either of these came out, and so I wanted to talk about one of those titles, and I'll be upfront that this particular book has been on my shelf for a long time and I haven't read it yet, but that is on my agenda for the near future. The title is Bad Apple. It came out in 2009, and it's the story of Tola Riley, a girl who has this really big attitude problem, and she loves to escape into the world of fairy tales as opposed to living in her real life. Everybody kind of sees her as this weirdo, outcast person, except for Mr. Mimer, who is her art teacher. But once rumors start to fly about her possible relationship with this teacher, she has to open up a whole lot about who she is and the truth of what's going on between the two of them, if anything. That is Bad Apple by Laura Ruby, came out in 2008. My next author I wanted to highlight is, of course, Jason Reynolds, and you know him from so many solid reads, including Long Way Down, which won and was honored by numerous awards, including the Newbery, the Prince, the National Book Award, and others. But one of Reynolds' earlier works is one that I think about all the time and hope that more people go back and discover if they haven't yet. It's called The Boy in the Black Suit, and it came out in 2015. It's this quiet and hopeful story about 17-year-old Matt who has dealt with a whole lot in his life. And one of the ways that he 
deals with this is through work and he chooses to always wear this black suit every day and it's not because he is grieving the loss of his mother but because his job is part-time at a local funeral home his father is struggling with grief and alcoholism and as grim as matt's job sounds at the funeral home he really enjoys it and then he meets this girl named lovey who he just cannot get out of his head and really helps him put his own life in perspective. It's a really sweet and hopeful story with a nice bit of love at the center. And that is Boy in the Black Suit came out in 2015. The next author I wanted to highlight is Meg Medina, and she's probably best known for her YA reader work, Yaki Delgado wants to kick your ass or the outstanding Burn Baby Burn. But before those two books, she wrote this really beautiful piece of magical realism that is worth revisiting if you haven't picked it up yet. And that is uh, The Girl Who Could Silence the Wind, which was published in 2012. Set in a small Mexican town, the story follows a 16-year-old girl named Sonia. She was born during what was one of the worst storms her town had ever seen, and immediately upon her birth, things start to clear up. So the community really believes that she has this extra magic in her, and she has this extra power. Of course, for Sonia, having this sort of weight of her community expectations is really tough. She doesn't believe there's anything more special about her than anybody else in town. And this becomes even clearer when her beloved brother disappears at the same time she decides to take a job in the capital city. Her brother had told her that making a run for the border in order to secure a better paying job had been a plan of his. So when he goes missing, Sonia fears the worst. And she starts to wonder, can she use her magic that some believe she was born with to bring him back or does she need to find another way to explain what she fears may have happened and find a solution that brings her brother back home the story weaves in magic while exploring really powerful issues of immigration and impoverishment sonia herself is this incredibly well-developed and interesting teen girl who's carrying not just these massive expectations from her community as well as her family but she's working through the challenges of being a teen girl and figuring out who it is she can trust, who she might have romantic feelings for, and how it is she wants to create a life all of her own. Jacqueline Woodson. You probably know her as a children's literature staple, be it for her picture books, her middle grade, or her YA. And chances are readers like you know her maybe best from her memoir, Brown Girl Dreaming. But of course, her YA backlist is just this trove of treasures and solid reads, including books that are also award winners. So I've read Beneath a Meth Moon and her Prince Honored after Tupac and Dee Foster, but I wanted to highlight one of her earlier titles and one that's still on my own TBR. It's called Hush. It came out in 2000 and itself was a National Book Award nominee. Because I haven't read it, I'm going to use the description of what sounds like a still timely and still important book 20 years later. Taswia Green's life ended the moment her policeman father decided to testify against a fellow officer. The Greens have had to change their identities and move to a different city. Now, Taswia is Evie Thomas, and that is the least of the changes. Her defeated father spends his day sitting by the window. Since her mother can no longer work as a teacher, she puts her energy into their new church. 
Her only sister is making secret plans to escape, and Evie, struggling to find her way, wonders who she is now and how she can make her future as bright as her past once was. That is Hush came out in 2000. And last but not least, I wanted to highlight Deb Coletti, who is this marvel of a writer. She has done YA, she's done adult books, and then recently she added a middle grade series to her resume. Her most well-known recent book is probably The Prince Honored, A Heart in the Body in the World, which was such a wonderful glimpse at her writing and her style. So she's been doing this for a long time, and for many years she had her books packaged in a way that sort of sold her as a Sarah Dessen read-alike, which is not incorrect. She has a lot of commonalities with Sarah Dessen, but I think that the packaging her books once had maybe kind of let them fall under the radar for a lot of readers, but they've been getting new looks, and her recent books have certainly really matched sort of the trends going on in YA now, but her backlist is absolutely worth exploring. So I'm going to talk about... The Queen of Everything, which came out in 2002, and it explores a complicated family dynamic. What happens when your father begins to date someone new who just happens to be married? For so long, 17-year-old Jordan's life had been quiet, if not unusual. Her father was an optometrist, and she chooses to live with him because her mom is way too embarrassing to be around. Her parents are clearly not together here. But when her dad begins to date this woman named Gail, things start to take a very explosive turn over the summer, and Jordan's life will never be the same. Like all of Coletti's work, this is a masterclass in quiet YA with well-drawn, challenging, and complex characters with family really at the heart of the story. And that is the queen of everything. It came out in 2002. So hopefully you have added some great backlist to your TBR from some of the more award-winning authors of today's era. It's so cool, I think, to see an author really go from their early works to the works that we're maybe more familiar with. And in particular, most of these authors have been writing for 20-ish years, if not more. And so it's fascinating to look back and see, like, where did they start? Where are they now? And what should readers, like, go back and explore? Thank you to today's sponsor for making this show possible. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at HeyKellyJensen. And thank you to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making HeyYA sound great. We will see you all again next week for the main podcast, which I know Hannah and I are really excited about. We've been trying to do these topics for a month now. We finally will get to it. Until then, happy reading. Happy reading.